The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is shame such a powerful emotion? How does it affect us mentally, physically, emotionally? I'm Nadia Davis. I'm a mom, author, attorney, and kundalini yoga teacher who has experienced public shaming that brought me to my knees. On this podcast, I'm going to tell you how I'm living the work taking shame out of the shadows. I'll give you real-life advice and skills to take away with you throughout your day. You'll hear from powerful guests who have overcome trauma and emerged stronger than ever. You too can ban the shame within and around you. Join me. You are not alone. I am so grateful for you, Dr. Stephen Polter, who we have today as a guest. Again, I encourage you to check out episodes eight and nine. Um, the first interviews with him, and I want to welcome everybody home. Home. Think about what that should feel like. Safe, warm, where there's unconditional love, where we can express our fears and concerns safely. And it's hard to find that around us, let alone within ourselves. And my book, Home is Within You, describes the long, arduous journey, treatment, jail, hospitalizations that finally led to 12-step recovery, trauma therapy, kundalini yoga, and many other things that enabled me to feel safe and calm in my body. And I run to that space every day. And my only hope with this podcast is that this is going to help other people to break those blocks and to create that sense of home within you. And sometimes I get, you know, um, like I just want to hold people. Like I, I want I want the roadmap. And so I have decided to do some series of solo podcasts that lay out um, kind of a workshop that I did. And I, you know, ask the average person, do you have shame? Are you ashamed of something? And they'll either be offended or the guard will come up and they'll say no. Um, And so I wanted to share how when I was reading your book a little more and the definition of shame, Mm -hmm. because I'm hoping to help people recognize. So if you listen to this podcast, you're going to find out whether you have shame or not. (laughs) And Dr. Stephen Polter has said, you know, shame, having it, and we all do, trust me, that having shame is incompatible with self-growth, with acceptance, with transformation, with finding freedom and finding that common safety. And so that's why I am, I'm so honored and I'm so excited that you're here. Um, Thank you. Again, we all deserve a safe place to share, cry, and be vulnerable. And if you can't find that place outside you, there is a place within, and I call it home. Please listen to the first two episodes where I go through an overview of core wounds and explain how identifying them 
helped me to realize, damn, I had so much shame in my life. And when Dr. Polter um, responded to me and said, you know, wow, I've never heard or, or read a book that describes it so clearly, my initial reaction was shame. And when I read his book recently and I heard this definition of, of it needing this feeling of hiding a secret, which I, I, I guarantee it, most listeners, do you, if, do you have, are you offended when, when hearing that shame comes from holding a secret? There's literal secrets, yes. When I had shame in my past, there were literal secrets. Today, right. I don't feel like I have any secrets. So recently reading his book, I was like, I had this immediate ego response of like, but doctor, I, I don't, I don't have a secret. Have I had, do I have this all wrong? Is it not shame? And then I realized, you know, I realized that anything other than the ego identity that we wake up in, that our mind has created is the secret. And that's the existence of being a spirit in a body and mind. And so knowing that every day we have a choice between love and fear and judgment, in that moment, I chose love. And I'm asking everybody to choose love, to, to admit that there is a secret person in you that has feelings, that has struggles, that has emotions that no other human being can literally know all of. So hopefully someone in our life can know a lot of it. But just starting there and knowing that, that we have this human side of us that longs to be fully known, longs to be unconditionally loved um, and accepted, that's the secret, quote unquote. And so, so Dr. Am I getting this right? <laughs> We're halfway home. Because the secret is you think you're defective. Because shame is a belief that you're defective. And the secret you have about yourself is I'm defective. It could be about <clears throat> different events, different things. But the, the misbelief, the error is that we feel we're defective. See, that's where shame starts. And it's so interesting. Reads it. The secret breeds it. The, the secret breeds that we are defective. Correct. And it's this overriding belief. And because, you know, when we're mm -hmm. children, we don't, we, we don't, we're not born with an instinct or a belief that there's <clears throat> something wrong with us. And, and when Correct. the ego starts to develop, it's like, if your parents are arguing or if something breaks or if your mom makes a face at the smell of the poop, it, 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 it suddenly starts this, this separation, this, this belief that we did something wrong or there's something wrong with us. Is that it? Yeah. You know, I, I, sh I stay away from the word ego because okay. a lot of people don't, because people don't get that. I mean, they do, but they the don't. The mind. The mind. How about you? Okay. Because we identify yeah. our sense of self develops, and there's other parts of ourselves, but that sense that there's something's wrong with us. Okay. Let's get that. We'll levels. take that they, out. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, there's something wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what I meant by it is like our yeah. infinite through spirits is exactly. one thing. And then we have right. a mind that creates an identity. That's what I meant by ego, but we will not Absolutely. use that no, term. No, I, I so just like to translate it. Okay. And get real here. We're talking about our, our shadow self you talk about, our, our, true, our true self. Okay. So that yeah. human part of us starts to think, okay, there's something defective. There's something wrong with us. And, mm -hmm. and that core belief is rooted in, in fear, like the fear of abandonment, which is rampant throughout my book and story. And so, okay, when this starts happening, 
these mm-hmm. <clears throat> emotions, these feelings, these these beliefs. And then we grow up over time and then we enter a modern society that then doesn't support sharing those or the people around us. It just gets more and more hidden, right? We, you know, it, it's a complex, Nadia, you're doing a great job breaking it down because by age five, we either feel competent or we feel defective. In defective meaning inferior. That's by age five. That's why psychologists are at age five. The cement's kind of set. But like you said, as a little, as a little person, you know, you have have an accident in your pants, or you spill the milk, or you know, you <laughs> vomit at Christmas dinner, and these things all happen. But there's the spectrum is over here, feeling competent, and the other end inferior. Okay, that's where the race starts. That's where, like our conscious mind, our sense of self. That's why they talk about in elementary school, reading, writing, arithmetic, and reasoning. Those four, how you manage that. Oh my God, am I good? Am I bad? Am I smart? Am I stupid? All these things start flooding in. So it's interesting because as you, um, as you read my book, I mean, I'm the guinea pig here, so people can relate to this, right? Mm -hmm. I, I want to share how. There wasn't anything that like, there was two different ways that this feeling of defectiveness and inferiority came up. And mm. it was, it was from things within me in feeling a sense of, a, of no safe place to share my mm-hmm. feelings, no kind of um, emotional, healthy attachment with, with a parent um, mm-hmm. where where there was like, I see you, I, and bless my parents. They did, they did their best. That's a huge statement in a good way. Attachment really feeds into that spectrum of feeling competent or inferior. How people, how people connect to us. Cause if we feel connected to, then we feel good. Right. We feel invisible. There must be something wrong. Okay. So that's one way. That's one way. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Okay. Okay. So again, it's competent, like loved connect connection. Mm -hmm. Like our we're seen entirely. Right. We can run to a parent um, if something Mm -hmm. breaks. Like when my son broke something the other day, and he just (laughs) I I loved the moment. He just ran to me and fell into my arms, and I had worked years to try and. And, you know, apply what I had learned as a, as a mom. And, um, and so to have had that as a child to, I remember a few, a few moments of being able to do that, but in general, there wasn't a feeling of like, and the youngest of seven of being seen. And so listeners, please kind of look at that kind of avenue of whether there was healthy attachment. That's a big piece, Nadia, feeling heard, in quotes, is gigantic on how our self-esteem develops. Okay, I'm going to do a solo podcast on that. And that's kind of what I mean by this fear, how shame shows up in this fear of abandonment. And then there's the other thing Mm -hmm. that is um, when you're told like something is wrong and like, like the, the birthmark on my face or the little Brown girl stuff in my childhood. And I describe Mm. all of that in the book and Mm -hmm. it was as though I was defective. Is that what you kind of saw in, in my patterns? Absolutely. And for you, it was the glasses. Glasses and not reading well. Okay. You know, it's interesting. It's like all roads lead to Rome. It's like, you know, we, I have glasses, you, 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 you know, you have something, but that, that kind of gets us there. The other piece of it, Nadia, is how we were spoken to. Okay. It's the tone. Like we saw our teenagers, watch your tone, watch your tone. Well, when we're with our kids, how we speak to them, that tone says so much how they feel about themselves. Say more. The tone they talk about 
the tone of voice either breeds you feel competent or there's something wrong with you. This is Dr. Um, Dorothy Sears. She did this in the 50s, your child's self-esteem. She's the first one that said tone of voice is one of the biggest determinants in how children become functional adults. Your child's self-esteem, books sold like 100 million copies. I read that now you have 30 years ago. I about dropped the book because it was timeless. How you so and I speak to each example. other. So, yeah. so for example, when my son ran to me and broke the thing and it's, it's, it's not a, exactly. Did you and you right. know, and mm -hmm. you broke this and it's, it's, oh honey, I'm so sorry that, that, that happened. Now they may do something like they run across the street, like something like, ah, you know, okay. and you say, but for instance, in that moment, you go, honey, we can't run across the street like that. Because you're gonna you're okay. gonna get killed, versus just unleashing a hurricane. So, for listeners, again, think about what tone the tone you had from your from your guardians, your parents, right, or your older That's siblings, even. Okay. How about our How about our partners or our the people in our life? How sometimes they speak to us, and we get triggered, right. and they're like, "I was just talking about the trash," <laughs> you know, like, and we we're like, "Ah." That tone so that'll bring up the a past kind of Correct. belief of inferiority in the present yep. moment. And there's something defective. Okay. I like I like that word inferiority or defective. I use them interchangeably. Interchangeably. Yes. The same different side. Same coin. So here we're 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 explaining how um, the genesis this quote unquote secret. Right. The secret identity, the secret, our true selves, a core belief from childhood could have, could have developed. So it's the tone. It's like literally being told you did something wrong or mm -hmm. whether or not there was healthy attachment. And so I want to you say healthy. I'm getting I back. We all think we don't have a secret, <laughs> but I hope yeah. that this is making a little bit more sense. You know, you said, I love the word healthy attachment. Consistent, safe, predictable, reliable. That's healthy attachment. Okay. Attachment. And so, yes. And, you know, in my trauma therapy, I learned so much about healthy attachment. And yes. that when it, when it isn't there as a child, that this is totally the map of my life. Mm -hmm. When it, when it's not there, that there's a short, um, zone of tolerance and um and that mm -hmm. or in that if there is healthy attachment and we can build this with our children today if you feel if you're a parent in recovery and you feel like you haven't you haven't created that i worked so hard and i'm so happy to say my son ran to me that there's this healthy attachment something that that i feel i i had to teach myself to do within myself for right myself in that home. And so when there isn't one, when we don't learn that as children or have that, this zone of tolerance when bad things happen um, isn't present. And, and mm -hmm. there's this, there's this, uh, there's these responses that, that flight, fight, freeze or fawn. And we, we turn to that instead of loving arms of another or a home within. Mm -hmm ourselves is that your your understanding of the importance of healthy attachment whether as children when those things develop or creating that now in the present day uh, all the above it's never too late always the whole joke it's never too early to develop a safe strong secure loving attachment with yourself and the people in your life and that's where you know taking responsibility for things that didn't happen in the past. But attachment, Jonathan Bowlby, the famous psychiatrist, said that alone, that's our whole psychological, that's the foundation, our attachment to ourselves, to the caregivers, and to the world. And on a spiritual level. Yeah, we got to do a whole podcast yeah, on healthy attachment. On attachment. Because attachment okay. is like, I sort of, Nadia, that's like, <clears throat> it would be the equivalent. It's like, oxygen to the body okay you can talk about all the parts of the body but attachment makes the body work 
oxygen makes the body work. So one of the main <clears throat> secrets or beliefs that we may have, if there wasn't learning healthy attachment, yes, again, is, is what is a secret that we might carry mm-hmm. that, yep. that we will be rejected or abandoned or loved less it, um, if we share our true emotions, feelings, and struggles with another. See, and that is a belief that I'm going to be rejected. The belief, because that attachment turns into a belief system. Okay. That's like right. the oxygen that makes the, all the organs, all the, those are all the pieces of us. But without oxygen, they can't work. Attachment makes them all work. And shame says that you're that doesn't work right. That's defective. You're you're a freak. And all of a sudden, it doesn't work right. And that's where shame interrupts it. it and then we make us if, as children, mm-hmm. then we don't grow up thinking there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. But our mind, our yes, mind works our, around we'll, it. Will create this this sense of the world. And our relationship, you know, to everyone and everything around us is through our brain. And if something goes wrong, again, we will think that we did something wrong and that um, or it, when there is something wrong with us and we're hurting, yes, we're not worthy of running to, to help or ask for help. Do you know, that, absolutely not. That is, and that relates to... <clears throat> Adult men and adult women. I think the sisterhood's better at talking with each other, okay? I think the sisterhood does a better job. Where guys, if they lose their job, it's not only their income, but they just lost their life. I've had a lot of men, it's like they've lost their life. Because shame says, if you don't make money, you're useless. If you don't have a good career, you're useless. And that's a myth. That is an absolute myth. It's a lot. An absolute myth. Um, yep. And when we realize um, how these beliefs yes. separate us from our true self, the other step is these beliefs that developed mm-hmm. as a child, it was the beginning of the separation from our soul. Yep. And that is where when we can identify these core beliefs and and the wounds that our mind attaches onto, we can really see when these thoughts mm-hmm. come up and are separating us from our true self, our, our soul, where that warmth and love is. And so if I ask the listeners again, you know, think of the question, do you have shame or are you ashamed of something? Think of that as like a question to freedom. You know, that's you know? a really good point, Nadia. I'm, that is such a good point. Asking that question starts to open up doors and closets that have been bolted shut in your life. Because it opens yeah, up doors. Like, yeah, but the immediate reaction to it is like people are offended. And, right? Right. That's so... That's so my dentist, when I asked him to write the preface for the book, he goes, I don't have shame. And later on, <laughs> obviously, he realized he did. But his initial response, and I thought that was so powerful. Because what he was call- what I was, what he thought I was calling shame was guilt, things like that. No, shame is that you don't feel like you're enough. Right. And that goes way That's back right. in your story, way back. Do you see, doctor, how people think they don't have it? And it, it, I mean, it's, I don't have a literal secret. My life is it's transparent. Open book. There's yeah. no alcohol, there's no drugs, there's no man. And it's like in the past, you know, I could point at, oh, there's a bottle hidden in, in the garage. I don't have those secrets today. And mm-hmm. so today, the, secret that we all carry is the daily life, the pile of papers on my desk, the not feeling like I'm not with my kids enough. I haven't been there enough for my mom. You know, the mm-hmm. I, I did a shorter meditation today. Um, I didn't, you know, or it could be, I didn't pursue a hobby enough as a kid. 
um, those heavy regrets that, right. All of that is this, this thoughts, feelings, that's the secret. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong. There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Okay, doctor. So we we described in your way and then using me as a guinea pig the way that the, the, those core beliefs those shame based thinking patterns began and i hope that helps people please share if this is helping you go into mm-hmm. the mind body spirit app and you can press open mic and comment um you can make suggestions mm-hmm. for what you want to have more of a discussion on um okay so in your book um so we did some identification, you, 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 and in your mind, you've expressed how shame is expressed in one of three ways, in anger, in embarrassment or self-blame and in self-defeating choices. And those are, those are the typically 98, 95% of the time that's how it shows up. One of those three. Okay, and, and the anger you said is the anger is a type that's generated from a shaming feeling or an emotional defense, and it's toxic yes. and deadly for all parties involved. Yes. Okay. Keep going. I, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, I um, I, I, the other two are the ones that that were my patterns. I my therapist actually had me work on connecting more with anger mm-hmm. because my negative mind wasn't in Kundalini yoga. I learned it wasn't active enough, that protective side, that listening to my instincts in situations, it was more like I blamed myself for, for everything. And, and I made self-defeating choices and the longing for love and acceptance and understanding. And, um, so whichever one of those you want to expand on so that we can, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to start with anger okay. because I think for men, for a lot of men, it's a straight jacket. They need, they either have loving feelings or they're angry and there's 20 miles in between that are not covered. Okay. And that I find for a lot of men, they get stuck in the anger side because that's the only emotion they can express, but it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. You know, what about in the middle feeling vulnerable or uh, sad or a little anxious or depressed or Our feeling phrase. great? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's either anger or love. You're either angry or happy. Probably wow. angry or happy. And I find so many men and then their partners, their wives or their, their partners like, wait a minute, don't you feel happy? Yeah. You know, do you feel joy? Do you get sad? Do you get scared? Do you feel vulnerable? And they just go, I'm mad. So there's a, there's a cutoff. So and, shame and shows up in anger yes. a lot in men. And underneath Correct. it um, are all these feelings, all this vulnerability, all these this realness that yep. for one reason or another, mm-hmm. I mean, there's many reasons. Society has said men can't show those feelings um, or there's a mm-hmm. belief within that mm-hmm. that it, it can't be expressed or else you're weak or in, inferior. Right. That, that's, that's a big one where women can't get angry because then they're a bitch or right. a bad woman. Where guys, if they're vulnerable, that means they're weak. Well, that's a it's- tough go. That's a straight jacket if I've ever heard one. <laughs> and, and, you know, my anger, um, I feel mm-hmm. like it's almost at the top layer of, of unawareness, of, of lack of self-awareness. 
Um, because I now, as you're mm-hmm. talking and describing it, there were absolutely moments where anger came out and I was only able to express it when I had a drink. That was the only mm-hmm. time anger ever, ever came out in me, really. I mean, I'm sure there really? were other times, but, yeah, but in, when, in when, the, it, when it really came out, like, Yeah. And it was only, um, and I mean, I could count it on my hands for my whole life. Those moments, um, where all of like the, you know, the, the feelings, the truth, it's like, well, you didn't tell me you had a, you know, or, or, you know, just this anger that I expressed at my ex-husband, um, in all the regrets Mm -hmm. that I had within me. And it's very interesting. Otherwise, um, it's the I've I've quelled it with the little advocate in me that stands up for the truth. There's there's a healthy um, Mm -hmm. hurt anger part, but my patterns most definitely were self blame and self defeating choices. So explain Mm -hmm. those a little more and what you read in the book. Yeah. Well, I love it. People say when, when I read, I have to, I always laugh because sometimes I forget what I wrote. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I reread it like you do. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Blaming self blame can lead to codependence. And what does that mean? Is that you're taking on responsibility for things that don't belong to you. Okay. You're blaming yourself. You're taking on, you're so out of bounds. Like, you're on the other side of the court, on the other court, on the other side of the fence court. I mean, it's like you're not on your side. And self-blame is whatever's going on, it's my fault. Yeah. Ooh, I just got chills because um, that's that's such a common feeling where shame ends up. Oh, my God. Shame is like a rat gets in your house. Mm-hmm. Then the rat wants to eat the food, and the food might be self-blame. Mm-hmm. Or self-loathing. And it's so hard when responses to pain, when we're responding to something painful some someone did, and they're shaming of the response to get oh. out of that self-blame and to actually see the original wrong. And well, that's a yes. Not a, that's a huge one. That it, it's a double negative, which does not equal a positive. in algebra no it's like it square roots it because not only do you feel bad about yourself but now you're expressing it there's something wrong with what you just said yes now you're like now i'm going underground okay i'm out i'm done i'm going underground yeah that i was buried in that a year and a half ago and 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 then more and more layers getting back to that home within me over the year and a half it was like whoa all these realizations came about the original wrong. And it was like, whoa, you know what I mean? It was like, hands down. Wow. Yeah. So that, right okay. On. So the self-defeating choices. Now we know addiction, um, unhealthy relationships. What, what are those? How about overspending? Okay. More subtle. I'm going to go subtle. Yeah. That's, that's name them. Okay. I find overspending, I'm um, overspending. Uh, Social drink, yeah. Okay. yeah, social drinking, social drugging goes into habitual. Okay. All right. Uh, addiction to your phone or media. Okay. You know, the smart, I, I call it just media stuff. Okay. I just call it media and nothing wrong with being on the other one for, I find many times now for women and men, both is the addiction to self-analysis but it's not self-analysis. The ana- you're analyzing your partner. Oh, so you're self-analysis and analysis of others. That's projection. Yeah, yeah, see, but it's not really self-analysis. We ca- They call it self-analysis, but it's really other analysis as a way of isolating yourself, insulating yourself. Yeah, this again relates to the level of... of spiritual growth and the, an interview with Priya that that's released today has uh-huh. the difference with self-absorption, yes. self-centeredness 
versus self-awareness and the goal being, you know, the Mm. self-awareness, especially with the holidays coming up, um, where you can be present amongst people and the self, the ego center becomes where it's, it's actually criticizing in one's head others. And so that's a way that shame manifests. So oh, if we're constantly analyzing yeah. and criticizing others? Absolutely. Okay. That's a really good point. Yeah. The other thing with um, Nadia, where you're talking is the, uh, it escaped me about, it'll come back to me about the holidays. Oh, overreactions. You know, like the part of, I, I've heard of psychologists, as adults, you and I have to learn how to disapp- disappoint people. It sounds odd. We don't want to hurt people. That's code for, I don't want to disappoint them. Right. And it, shame is the art tells us we can't disappoint people or we can't quote hurt them. Right. And that, that Nadia is probably the, the gatekeeper of all these oh, that's other behaviors. Very interesting. I don't want to hurt you is code for, I don't want to disappoint you. And if I disappoint you, I'm a bad person. And then shame is like a wildfire. That's me. I can't say. I had a really hard time. I've had to 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 stand up for myself. Right, disappointment, Nadia. I'm. This is the best kept secret. I'm gonna do shame too. The second book. I'm gonna talk about disappointment and not hurting others. That is that is probably shame's nuclear energy. It comes from fear. It's the fear of abandonment. It comes from. It comes from a lot of places. None of them are good. <laughs> it comes from a lot of different places. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, but you're right. It comes from a lot of different places. But I can tell you, the holidays are all about not disappointing people. Right? 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 Just, you know, like, there you go. Ask Nordstrom's. They love that. <laughs> not picking on Nordstrom's. Okay. But, we're we're going we're gonna, to, yeah, we'll do a uh, tips to uh, get through ho- the holidays. I'm doing holidays. And, and, and I, I'll tell you, not, not even, when you talk about the holidays, people's ability to tolerate disappointment. I and and in gearing ourselves up for yep. having self awareness mm-hmm. during the holidays of this shame rising in that fear of disappointing, right? Right on, right, Nadia. Because you asked me the other day or the, on the phone. Stephen, what is it that like kicks off shame? That's probably one of them. Okay. That is, that's so underrated. Oh my God. You hurt me when you said da, 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 da. Or did I disappoint you? I didn't do what you wanted. And so a tool is again, building self-awareness through breath every morning, every evening, Mm-hmm. Building self-awareness where we recognize those those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I say it they're they're fear and judgment based. Just start recognizing how the mind is creating mm-hmm. these thoughts. And I guarantee it you'll be far more, far more um rea- far less reactive well during said. the holidays. And you may even be more content. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the shame cycle. Yes. The big In three. a nutshell. The shame cycle is when, let's just say, someone says, God, you, you really hurt me when you can't go out tonight. And the cycle comes, you feel, you start blaming, oh, God, you know, I'm doing, I'm letting her down, I'm letting them down. And then you feel embarrassed. There's a sense of embarrassment. And then you get angry. Okay. So and that say that to cover up embarrassment. Mm-hmm. You get you blame yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I feel I'm like oh, I didn't mean to let you down. Or I didn't mean to hurt you. You start blaming yourself. And I'm not taking away responsibility. That's another piece of it. But I'm talking about where you just self blame. And then you feel embarrassed that you're doing that. And then you get angry. And that's how a lot of friendships end because of shame. It's angry. I'm angry because I'm really deep down. I'm embarrassed that you're upset with me. 
and it's really uncomfortable. Okay. I hope this is helping people identify shame a little bit more. Now, why is it incompatible with personal growth? Because if we're walking around and we think we don't have shame, by the way, other interviews have expressed shame in awkwardness, in feeling like a different outsider, in humiliation, like that embarrassment, yep. in arming up, in self-doubt, mm-hmm. paralyzing, yes. you said, paralyzing, confusion, like you don't have a voice. Um, what are the other ways? I think those are incredible ways, unfortunately, very well-traveled roads. I think anything that disconnects you from you, any behavior, belief, reaction, if it disconnects you from you, that's a shame response. And again, this creates, uh, this is all within your own personal intimate identity. Correct. Yes. This is the inner circle, your inner circle. Okay. And then- Okay. To, then to protect that person, that wounded little boy or girl, a lot of times it's with anger. Or, or we create distance, or we shut down, or we blame ourselves. Gosh, I'm just realizing how society is built on, on, on a men's level of shame and how awful it is. And I'm hoping my, my, I'm just mean in general. I'm hoping my sons are growing up with the capability to allow, you know, feelings, mm-hmm. thoughts, emotions to be out and that and that we're moving towards seeing that as a strength. Because what if and we all knew that the mind does this? It's part of our ju- I think it's part of our journey, our awakening. Mm-hmm. And not as some people react differently. I have some people that are genuinely, they don't, they're not triggered if someone's upset with them. But they may be triggered by something else that you and I'd be like, really? You know, I mean, it's like everyone's got their own road. You know, there's got their own, you know, path. You know, where I, I have a lot of men. I, I mean, go back to a business deal falls through. They're beside, they're almost suicidal. Because that's where everything lies. Yeah, your scale was interesting. Yeah, the scale... And the scale is universal. Now, what the triggers may be are as varied as our people alive. I'm sorry, say that you again? Yeah. I mean, the different variables, like you're asking, like, what are the different, there's so many different ways to be, to disconnect from yourself. So many ways. And I tell people that, you know, when you're disconnected, you know, when you're it's, not, you're, yes. you just and- know. It seems like such an overwhelming thought. And so what Mm -hmm. I share is that choice. Mm -hmm. We have a choice between love and fear Mm -hmm. of judgment. And in A Course in Miracles, they talk about attack thoughts. Yes. And these attack thoughts and fear and judgment Mm -hmm. are what you're, is that what you're talking about? There's all different terms you can use. That's just one that, yeah. And it attacks us because it separates us. In cognitive, um, or cognitive behavioral psychology, we're saying the same thing. They are saying the same thing, the Course of Miracles. You know, it's like all roads, again, lead to you being disconnected, whether through attack thoughts, old beliefs, or an old narrative about yourself. All of them unplug you from you. Okay. And now we're in a free fall. Now we're in a free fall. It's like, the pipe broke in the house. Okay, now we got now we're got trouble. But what pierces what, that bubble is mm-hmm. building a circle Awareness. around you and a society where walking in and we do this in the rooms and and build this around mm-hmm. our lives. Hopefully, we're walking in and saying, "I am struggling," or "I screwed up." is welcome. There's no shame or shaming attached to it. And the more it's and amazing. more that we can do that, then that, yep. that there's more of an overlap, right? Yes, absolutely. Spot on. 
to get there, it's building that space within ourselves. So before we jump into the scale, I, I would almost make that another podcast. Okay. Is I ask people, I ask men and women, what disconnects you from you? It doesn't matter how defensive someone is or lack of insight. People know what that means. Adults know what that term. They know what that means. What, what gets you disconnects dis- you from you? From you. you. I, I've had guys go from when their team loses to when their partner doesn't talk to them and everything in between. But they know when they're disconnected. That's the point. And that's where the shame awareness really serves you well. You know, shame, the idea isn't always active. But when it is active, that's when you want to be in, be aware of it so it doesn't control your life. And over time, it won't. The goal is and it goes down to zero, you never feel it. But the quicker you, you respond to it, and your resiliency is what's invaluable. Your resiliency to bounce back. The fact that I hit, I get shamed on stuff. Okay, it's do I spend a day there, an hour, three weeks, or do I spend a few minutes? The goal is only a few minutes. For a master, maybe no time. I'm not near a master at all. Okay, <laughs> that, that's that's ambitious, but you know, less time is better. But I, you know, when some stuff happens with clients, I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's going on? Well, I'm picking up on they're telling me. They feel horrible. And for some reason, I think it's me now. You know, or something happened where we didn't get where we wanted to, or that they're not feeling better like I had hoped or having more clarity. It's important. That's you know, a great place things. to start. What disconnects you from connects you? Connects you from you. I can tell you, Nadia, that is where we, we'll pick up the next time we speak. Once you know what disconnects you, let's talk about the scale. Okay. Okay. And do you think it will be helpful to lay out these these core beliefs that were instilled when young that generated thoughts that would disconnect me? It was an overall fear of abandonment um, mm-hmm. and and really fear. And, but people can have all sorts of things in the present day. Like you said, the wife didn't speak to you. Somebody's look, somebody's, and the mind goes immediately. Oh, panic. You like, I get clients, they get an email from their boss. Did you open it? No. (laughs) When'd you get the email? You know, it's like Friday. I got it on Monday. You've been tortured for four days. Yeah. Okay. Let's open it. And it turns out to be. Do you, do you want to have lunch? Okay. <laughs> and they, oh, and they spent four they spent four days tortured. And they're like, oh my God. I go, there's shame. Therein is a shame example. Okay. And that's, responded, that's perfect. And again, it's when we're not aware of these thoughts. Yes. And it, it and what we us. what we mean by disconnect is there is truth. Of yes. our core worth, we are infinite beings, whole, divine, and complete, and and we're a good worker. In this situ- example, we we work hard, we're mm-hmm. valued, and there's this truth, right? And then our mind yes. will just take this ride, and that is that is the disconnection. Bingo, right on. Yeah, okay. I'm really glad you said that, Nadia, because I women younger people what disconnect well that's when they start drugging because they want to know they don't want to feel what is disconnecting them you know avoid or, they, or we to, can't see they can't see it see it they can't see what it is the belief nothing, right the belief and unconsciously avoidance is a big one avoidance works hand in hand with shame they're kissing cousins <laughs> <laughs> such okay. a bad term for the holidays oh, we will aim to not yes. engage with the kissing cousins of avoidance <laughs> of shame and avoidance. We're going to build oh. awareness of it. Yes. I'm 
right? Right on. That's right on. Your work about being at home, you can't, to be connected to yourself, you realize you're home. You can't be home and not be aware of it. Love it. Love it. Have a great week. Have Thank a great week. Thank you so much, Dr. Polter. Please check the out the audiobook that I personally narrate. If again, if you want a roadmap and you enjoy my voice, hopefully, <laughs> if yeah, you don't, um, you can buy the book. Let's leave an Amazon review also. And thank you so, so much, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Polter. You are so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you, Nadia. Have a great week. Of a flame that never you are not alone. If you are dealing with shame and trauma, please reach out to me through my website, nadia-davis.com. You can get a free band shame tip sheet and find out about upcoming events. I'd love it if you picked up my book, Home is Within You, wherever books are sold. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, leave a review, and make sure to follow me on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sending warm hugs. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.